guys. You're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi. And today's movie is Someone Great. According to Google Movies, dumped by her long-term boyfriend, a music journalist recruits her two best friends for one last outrageous adventure in New York City before she moves to San Francisco. It's streaming on Netflix, and on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it an 82 and the audience a 64. Hmm. No, I, you know, I, I'm always, I think I've said this a lot before, but I'm always really surprised when the audience gives it a lower rating than the critics. I don't know why. I always expect the critics to be a lot harsher, but I guess I'm just misled. And honestly, I don't think the Rotten Tomatoes scores really mean anything. It's just fun to see what, where we stand with it. You think. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I just like knowing compared to you, especially for this movie, I'm like most excited for the rating part of our review because I went into this thinking you're gonna hate this movie and like be cursing my name as you watch it so it'll be interesting to see this is your preferred movie style where it's just like three (laughs) women between the ages of 30 and 50 end up having a uh fuck men adventure (laughs) Yes! That's what happens when you're in your 30s to 50s, man. That's just what happens, so. I was just sitting here going, this is so, this reminds me so much of First Wives. I love that. I love this movie now even more because of that. Because I didn't even, like, do the comparison in my head. (sighs) But yes, we do not start off with a broken heart, though. Kind of. (laughs) I feel like Jenny's entire life is just a broken heart. Of course. Yeah. We open on a flashback of her and her boyfriend, Nate, and they're acting all cuddly and happy, but she's wearing overalls and in TV land, that's a horrible (laughs) sign for a relationship. (laughs) Oh, that's sad for TV land, I guess. Overalls have always been cool in the 90s and forever. I don't care what anyone says. Okay, no. It actually doesn't look very good. She's beautiful. The overalls are not a good look. (laughs) No. But of course, that was in... uh, That was about eight years earlier, and by now, they've broken up. Because uh, Jenny is about to move across the country to accept a job, and Nate doesn't want to pursue a long-distance relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily blame him for that. Well, I... Don't blame him, especially, like, as we get to know him, it's harder to blame him for things. But um, I do kind of agree that it's like, okay, but, like, it's been eight years. You don't even want to, like, try and see if you can make it work. You know what I mean? And there's that argument of, like, yeah, but if you try and it's, like, bad and then, like, you're going to end up hating each other, so why not end on good terms? It's like, yeah, but you're not on good terms, though, as we find out. Like, they are not on good terms, not really. I never thought they were, because if they've been together for nine years, Mm -hmm. and the concept of being engaged wasn't even on the table, I kind of had doubts of how serious they were about having a real future together. Maybe they just never wanted to get married. Well, now she doesn't have to because <laughs> she dumps. Oof, she gets dumped. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say I didn't have like a college. Okay, I, I don't know. Anyway, but, but the point is like coming out of a long-term relationship sucks. <laughs> and like she has these two awesome best friends and we'll talk about them soon. But like 
it's the like next day, I believe, right? That we see her in the apartment and things start to happen. It's literally like a day later, I'm pretty sure. Because when we see her in the subway station, it's the night of. I loved the subway station. It was my it was favorite part of the whole so movie. so good. Okay, well, let's talk about that then. And we'll talk about the next day later. <laughs> she is completely sloppy, drunk, sobbing about the guy who didn't even want to try or do a long distance thing or mm-hmm. go back and forth and try to make it worth. And <laughs> uh, she's sitting next to a subway crone called Cynthia. And <laughs> this woman doesn't want to talk to her at all, but then no. gets really into the story about how she has such pretty teeth and how can you <laughs> not. The pretty teeth thing was so weird to me. Cause I'm pretty sure she said, she said something about like, who doesn't want to no, get a blowjob? Oh, you got it. Okay, good. Look at you with your pretty teeth and shit. Oh my god, what man don't want to put his dick in your mouth with those pretty teeth chomping on that dick? <laughs> if there's any chomping going on, it's not uh, a good word, Nope. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, look at you with your pretty teeth and shit. That's like that's a my co- that's favorite. like hella compliment right there. Yeah. Like who compliments someone's teeth like that, you know? People do. But now. then it gets better. I guess so. I guess so. His problem with the long distance is that her pretty teeth won't be chomping on his dick anymore. <laughs> so it's like, oh, who wouldn't want to put their dick in your mouth? It's like his dick. Ain't he gonna can't reach anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it, I I like that because I like that she is a character that's just there for that. Because she says something like, "I'm I'm over this conversation," to be honest, and she like just walks away, and you are left feeling pretty much like Jenny is in that moment. She's like, what the fuck just happened? And I kind of like that as the intro to a a breakup movie. You know what I mean? Like this movie is supposed to be about how sad she is and her breakup falling apart and all that. I mean, it's not just that, but that's a big part of it. And I like that they threw that in. That's, I think when I first saw this movie, I was like, yeah, okay, I can watch the rest of this movie. You know, like that was good. I think my favorite part of it is that both of those women left that conversation thinking that the other one was the crazy girl on the bus. Yes. <laughs> and they were both correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they cut into a montage of Jenny and Nate's relationship, and it was kind of amazing. Like mm-hmm. It gave me just enough backstory to set the movie forward and make me feel invested in them without having to really delve deep into the buildup or the breakup. It was just like a solid three minutes of that ten years. Yeah. And it was really well done that they did like a bunch of social media posts. And like, I like that they were kind of like, because let's be honest, if you've got your like significant other all over your social media, and you break up, you got to go through and erase those pictures. You're not leaving that shit up. You're just not nobody's fucking leaving up pictures of their ex on their social media. So like, I feel like that hit harder. I like, felt that you know the difficulty of doing that as you're sitting there trying like just like okay I want to get rid of all of this shit it's not like it used to be where you put all your pictures in a box and burn them you know what I mean you got to go through one at a time and delete those pictures so it's like as she's going down memory lane we're kind of going down it with her and I like that yeah Mm -hmm. um she is just completely trashed in the morning though um Mm -hmm. They spend a lot of time on her ass, which I appreciate. Very much, yes. Like, she has a beautiful body. That's like... Very much. I know it's not the the, the typical 
hashtag goals body, but it is for me. Like, that is nice. <laughs> uh, she finds out that they're putting on a last minute pop up concert that mm-hmm. she, Nate, and her girlfriends had gone to for the entirety of their nine year relationship, and she decides she wants to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Neon Classic is a real thing, but I was curious and then I never looked it up. I didn't care. <laughs> But yeah, she decides she wants to go, so you already know this shit's not going to go well. Well, deciding you want to go to something that you went to with your ex immediately mm-hmm. after breaking up with your ex is not Nope, a thing, not a good but... idea. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, her girls know it's a bad idea, but the train's already off the tracks at this point, so they kind of got to go with it. Yep. Uh, oh, our our introduction to Aaron is wonderful. Because she's kind of an asshole, and it's immediate. Like, immediately there. (laughs) She says that selling high-end real estate to middle-aged white folks is like getting (laughs) reparations, which is a weird way to look at money that you personally worked for and earned. (laughs) Yeah, but I love that she she basically, she's sitting there in her girlfriend's bed making out with her, and she's like, oh, I can't do this, all misleading and shit. I'm like, you did that shit on purpose, first of all. Second of all, she says that she can't stay and, like, make out or fuck or whatever because she has to get to work. And then as her girlfriend brings up, you know, I'd really love it if you met my friends, blah, 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 she starts making out with her again, and suddenly it's like, no, it's okay, I got time for sex if it means you're not going to have that conversation with me. And I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, if you're not ready for it, that's fine. But maybe, like, say you're not ready for it rather than I'm going to distract you with sex even though I got to get to work. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it made me feel like she wasn't super invested in the relationship. Yeah. And when we meet her friend Blair, Blair is like, you love her. It's like, no, I don't don't get that Mm -hmm. feeling at all. Nope, same. Well, they've been together for something like six months or something, and it's like, I mean, maybe meeting her friends isn't like that big a deal to some people, but if it is to her in six months, like, I don't think that's that weird, you know? Well, if you recall, no sex in the champagne room, one of the rules is that if you've been dating a guy for six months and you've never met any of his friends, you are not his girlfriend. Mm. Well, hey, and she she says to Blair, I did not recall that, by the way, you fucking know I didn't. <laughs> but she says, she says to Blair, like, she's not my girlfriend, I don't have a girlfriend. And like, she tries to completely play that off. And I'm not gonna say she's not her girlfriend. I'm just gonna say like, that I don't think you're in love with her. No. Oh, um, God. But she seems to kind of consider Leah to be like a sex friend that she enjoys yeah. hanging out with. And she says girlfriend is a heteronormative label. So mm-hmm. here's another heteronormative label for her. Uh, fuck boy. It's what you sound like when you talk. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. She's hot too. <laughs> they just like pick the pick three really hot, very like different looking hot women for the three roles. And I'm, they did. I'm there. I'm here for it all. Uh, Blair isn't emotionally much better, though. Her Uh -uh. boyfriend, Will, seems to be clearly trying, but she also, like, openly hates him. Oh, God, yes. And she refuses to communicate about it to him so that he can fix the problem, so, yay. Uh, Yeah, they're all in really shitty places with their relationships, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I mean, you might not have just gotten dumped, but my God, that is an awful relationship to be in. And I'm not saying anything bad about Will. Will is a sweetheart. He's a dork and a half. He comes into the room and tries to kiss her awkwardly on the shoulder slash neck because she turns her head away, doesn't want to be kissed on the mouth, which he goes, oh, sorry, morning breath. And it's like, okay, that's sweet at least, you know? Yeah. And then he starts to awkwardly moonwalk out of the room. And I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> you are such a huge dork. Yeah. And I'm not mad at you. It, she's not. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they have also been together for like 500 years. So that happens. I feel like that happens so much in relationships. Like obviously sometimes you're together forever and you're happy forever. And sometimes you're together. And at first the things you thought were cute. Now you're like, I fucking can't stand it. I cannot stand any of your shit anymore. And it gets to a weird place with like, how do I get out of this? Cause you're so used to it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't excuse some of the choices she makes later, but we'll talk about those when we get there. Well, mm -hmm. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, Jenny is completely spiraling. Mm -hmm. So she basically tells Aaron and Blair to call off work today and tell their bosses they had their periods. <laughs> Which for a woman who threw away a nearly decade-long relationship for her career sounds absolutely like it's not a thing she would do. Yeah. No, she absolutely wouldn't. But let's be a little fair to her in what she says because she was drunk the night before. She's probably still drunk from that booze still. And she's also like a quarter through her new bottle. So she's not exactly thinking. You know what I mean? True enough. She's really fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, I love that whole scene of like, because I think um, Aaron finds a post of a song or something that um jenny had posted about like that she she was like oh yeah remember when she got her heart broken last time she played the song too and it's like no there's no way they broke up and then she calls them on facetime or whatever on on the computer and they're like oh fuck <laughs> yeah and that whole conversation of like them just watching her she's just like hi yeah whatever fuck him i hope he dies no i'm just kidding no i'm not it's just like oh god what the hell did they just walk she's into she's a psychopath she is a hundred percent we even <laughs> get another flashback this movie is about 25 30 percent flashbacks yeah uh of her and nate at a college party where she was actually at the party looking <laughs> to meet another guy matt who after she saw him with another girl, she immediately hops on, like, the next dick that looks at her. College life. Which happens to be Nate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly saying, like, I didn't have that college experience, but literally everyone I've spoken to about their college experiences are like, no, yeah, that's actually what happens. You go to a party, you get laid by, like, whoever is interested, basically. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm not saying that their times together weren't cute. They very much were from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. But this girl is absolutely a serial monogamist. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it makes it difficult for me to take seriously her actual feelings. Yeah. Well, I think I think we see a lot of their relationship through those flashbacks because at the beginning of it, it was like the beginning of it. So it was cute and fun and like all that kind of shit. Eventually we go through their first I love you's and whatever. And then it gets to the towards the end part. And I think they did a good job of like, I mean, she's crazy. I'm not taking away from her insanity. She is absolutely insane. But 
I do believe that she loves him or loved him and still probably does. Um, but it was really, really hard for me to root for her at times because Nate is such an amazing guy. Like he is so good to her, even from the beginning. Like I didn't feel like he was like, oh, I want to fuck this girl. So I'm just going to like go over there and be nice to her about whatever and just fuck her. You know what I mean? And that's it. Clearly he was into her past that like beyond that but like I was rooting for him the whole time yeah so I couldn't I couldn't get behind her in how he she treated him some of the time basically if that makes any sense not at the beginning she was honestly my least favorite in basically every situation Mm. yeah that's what happens with main characters she wasn't my least favorite I think I related to her in some of her crazy crazy shit so and I absolutely <laughs> see that still my least favorite <laughs> hey that's fine I hate my the crazy shit in myself I just can't hate it in someone else when I'm seeing them heartbroken I think that's the problem I'm like yeah. no buddy poor you you shouldn't be heartbroken <laughs> yeah but yeah our introduction to Nate is so good I don't know if I, I feel like I'm skipping some shit though. If I get to my our introduction of Nate or like their meet, because there is also the scene where they have that conversation about skip work and then like Aaron has that whole no Blair has that whole like I can't like I have an important meeting or whatever. Um, so she says she can't do it, but Aaron decides to go and picks up whatever booze and whatever and takes it and. I I think this is probably my favorite scene or the scene that has stuck with me the most because Lizzo's song is playing and I legitimately like knew one song by Lizzo before this and it was not that one and they're like dancing to it and in my head I think because of like them dancing to it that song became like a great song to me you know what I mean so I'm like I'm now like a Lizzo fan based on this movie that scene and Harry Styles' cover of the song Juice. That's it. Not to say that I don't like Lizzo. I just didn't care before that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Lizzo, but I thought the movie had a great soundtrack. Yeah, it did. I didn't like, though, like, songs don't just automatically just switch in the middle of a song. Like, the, your whatever player you're using doesn't just stop a song in the middle of a song and skip. You have to skip it. But that song is playing, and then another song plays... I don't remember the name of the band. I didn't look it up. But another song plays by another band in the middle of Lizzo's song. And I'm like, that doesn't fucking happen, first of all. Second of all, fuck you. They were jamming to that. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. But that's when we get our flashback because it reminds her of this party at which she is, yes, A, waiting for Matt and B, scratching the shit out of her coochie. Yeah. I was just like, who does that? See, now that's the kind of psychopath I'm not. I don't stand out in public scratching my pooch. Like, come on. She's not even trying to be subtle about it. No, she's not trying to be subtle. And she is being a little extra as far as her desperation. Hella desperate. Yes. Hella desperate. I'm glad she calls herself out on it, at least. Because she does. She says, like... I don't remember her exact wording, but she says something to her friends about, like, I'm so stupid for being here. Why would I do this? Like, he's been ghosting me, basically. Why would I come? Yeah. But Nate is talking to some lovely gentleman who is talking about how he needs to get laid and how he can't find any good girl to fuck. Blah, 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 blah. 
And Nate basically calls him an idiot and he calls him an idiot back. And then he says something like, yeah, it's easy for you to say. Um, Cause something like not all of us can crush puss like you. Yeah. And Nate's re- uh, reaction is telling him that, you know, like basically that's why you suck and you can't do it because you say shit like crush puss. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know people said that, but I really want everyone to stop saying that. <laughs> no one says that. Thank goodness. Actually, how do you know? Do you go to college parties? They might. All the time. (laughs) I knew Um, it. They end up sleeping together, and yes, Mm -hmm. do it. Uh, They're both very happy about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have really good chemistry. They do. At this point. Um, Yeah. But we go back to reality, and... Jenny just can't get tickets to the festival, but she says they have to go because she's going to leave her whole life behind. And yep. it's very sad. And Aaron says, You're trying to make me feel feelings like a motherfucking Pixar movie. I'm not doing it. That's you. Oh, yeah. That's such a you thing to say. <laughs> like it's, it's Pixar. I mean, you're Disney, Pixar, whatever, same thing, but you know, and also feelings. But yeah, I I legitimately was like, I think the thing that I liked least about Jenny was how she was to her friends. Because on one hand, I get it. Your life is kind of falling apart. You're terrified. You don't know what the fuck to do with yourself. Like literally, you just got dumped yesterday, you know, like hours ago. And you just want to spend the night with your friends and also clearly try to get him back and whatever. And you're going to be moving across the country by yourself for a job. That's got to be fucking terrifying, and I don't even understand that level of it. But she still sucks to her friends. Yeah. God, she sucks to her friends. Very much. More Um, Blair than Aaron, but that's probably because Aaron's just like, yup, I don't want to go to work. (laughs) Well, yeah, they show up to Blair's job because they're the worst. Mm Mm-hmm. And tell her coworkers that her aunt died. Yeah. And these people know who this woman is that they're talking about, I guess. Yeah. Well, one the one guy does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this lie is something that she's going to have to continue to deal with in her professional career. Yeah. Which seems to be very important to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not asking Jenny to fuck up her magazine job that she is so no, happy yeah. about and, like, willing to leave everything behind for. But mm-hmm. somehow they're all constantly making fun of Blair's job because she's a responsible woman and not just a journalist wearing dirty blue jeans that smell like crotch. Yep. I don't like it. I didn't like that either because they're, like, making it seem like her job doesn't matter. But I will say I don't I also don't fully feel bl- bad for her but she cuz she could have just been like get the fuck out of my office like you don't act like this. You know what I mean? On that side of things I I don't really I feel like that happens a lot with Blair where there's cuz there's that whole thing of them smoking weed and it's almost like it, it's actually right after this when they're walking out on the street and it's Aaron, absolutely high school. It's here's the thing though. Erin takes out this um joint from her pocket that she finds. And Blair's reaction to it is like, "Oh my god, like no, this is not safe. You should not be smoking it." And then she says, "Can we please move out of the street?" Um if we're going to like basically before we smoke this. And they're like, "Oh, is bad Blair coming out? Is bad Blair coming out?" And she's like, "No, I didn't say I'm smoking it and whatever." And then Jenny does this whole like, "No, but it's our last blah blah blah." And it's like, "You know, if you don't want to smoke the weed, you know what you could do? Still not smoke the weed because you are a fucking adult." 
So don't smoke the weed. Like it sucks. It's a part It's kind of like peer pressure kind of a thing. I am going to admit to that. However, be an adult. Say no to the whole thing. Your job is important. If somebody walked into my job and told my coworkers that my aunt died, I would just be looking at them like, I don't give a shit if your heart just got broken. Get the fuck out of here. When you learn how to apologize to me, then maybe we can be friends again. (laughs) This is very much the like high school or college friend phenomena. Like I think I do. Where if these people met in the street today, they would all three of them just hate each other completely. But because they were friends in high school or college, they're Mm -hmm. all just like, oh, I love you. You're my sister. But if someone like Erin came into Blair's office for a job, she'd fucking call security. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... I think that's my least favorite thing of the movie is when it comes to, like, real-life shit... They're awful to each other. They're great to each other when it comes to, like, having fun and, like, relationship shit, kind of. <laughs> um, but, like, beyond that, like, because, like, I do agree with Aaron earlier and later, too, where it's just, like, you need to break up with him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Clearly, you are not happy with this man. Stop staying with him the whole time. And I feel like that's Blair's character, where it's just, like, no, but I don't want to deal with the adult shit. You know what I mean? Like, except for her job. But, like, she doesn't want to deal with telling her friends, like, this is important and you guys are being assholes. She doesn't want to be an adult to her friends and say, no, I don't want to smoke the weed. She says it, like, kind of for a second. And then Jenny does the little bullshit, like, whiny crying thing. And then it's just like, okay, fine, give it to me. It's just like, so you wanted to smoke the weed. Then don't say you didn't want to smoke it. (laughs) You know? I I hate them together. Yeah. (laughs) But speaking of adult things, oh, okay. uh, both of the others abandon Jenny for work calls immediately. Mm-hmm. Which, why is uh, why is she still getting work calls? I don't know. Aunt died. Yeah, I don't know. I guess when you have a job promoting shit on Instagram, it doesn't stop even if a relative dies. But Jenny <laughs> flashbacks to Nate again, and I'm already sick of the flashbacks. Like, <laughs> I'm so tired of her hallucinating him. Yeah. I'm not for a couple of reasons. One, I want to know more about the relationship. Two, he's beautiful. (laughs) Like, he's hot, but also that voice. Like, no, you're not allowed to have all of that. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, she just is constantly like, oh, and we had a good time here. We had a good time here. Yeah. The whole movie. I'm just like, girl, we get it. You dated for 10 years. We, We understand. Uh, you know what? I'm actually surprised I had that many good memories because most of the time when you dated that long, the good memories are so long ago that they're clouded by all the shitty memories. And when you've just gotten out of a breakout breakup, you're like, yeah, I remember those two times we had fun together. And then all the times we wanted to kill each other, too. <laughs> yeah. But maybe oh. I've just had really dysfunctional relationships. Moving on. Yeah, you have. <laughs> um- <laughs> Thank you. Aaron found someone on Craigslist who would sell them the concert tickets for $500, mm-hmm. but no dudes, which absolutely makes it sound yep. like they have to fuck for these tickets. 100%, yes. And I feel like none of them went, okay, which one of us has to do it? <laughs> but, okay. Well, it's not going to be Aaron. They know that. No. <laughs> hey, I don't care. Well, I don't think that's fair. What, because she's a lesbian? She's, she should still have to fuck? 
It's not like either of the two of them are going to want to fuck this stranger for tickets. It's not like one of them's going to walk in and be like, okay, never mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Well, you but- know what? A, it depends on how hot he was, honestly, for either of them. I, like, I'm not slut-shaming. I'm just thinking that they seem like they would have. Like, and B, like, if it's Jenny's big important thing, then Jenny should have to do it, right? She's the only one that's technically not in a relationship at the time, so. That's true. And she's the one that wants to go. (laughs) Yeah. But they Mm. run into Jenny's ex, Matt, and Aaron suggests that Jenny should be fucking him for the concert tickets and that he'd be a great rebound. This woman does not need a rebound. Nate was already her rebound from Matt. Matt cannot be (laughs) her rebound from Nate. Yes, but Matt, Matt, oh, Matt. He's so cute and such a douchebag. I knew, I felt like you would love him the moment I chose this movie. I was like, there's two characters you are going to like. I know it already. And he's one of them. But he says to her, slide into my DMs. It's like, oh, no, who says that? No, that's disgusting. Hello, fellow young people. (laughs) Yeah, but he is cute. And I legitimately didn't think we were going to see him again. And it was quite a pleasure to see him as many times as we did. Yes, it was. And uh, Blair, for the record, is very against the idea of Jenny boning this guy. And I thought it was just her being like the wet blanket. Uh Uh-huh. But not not so so much. much. (laughs) Bad Blair, bad Blair. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They go to get the tickets and they meet Mikey, who is a man child. Uh, But he talks like me, so I think we have a connection. (laughs) He's, He's the other one, yeah. And he says legit. And yes. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, no, no, I <laughs> I can't be like you. I'm 35. <laughs> the only thing you're 36, bitch. The oh only God, thing <laughs> I I, counting. I only am excited because I still have about a month before I reach that age. So <laughs> um but yeah, the only way I related to him, two ways, was one, he had an adorable bulldog, so fucking love dogs, right? But two, she, he's at, he asks them, what Harry Potter house are y'all? It's like, yes, that's asking the important questions, though. And they know, and I... Yeah, I so do I. Weird, but I don't care about Harry Potter, so... Yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff, thank you. And I'll be a Slytherin, because I like green. <laughs> And Draco Mal- Malfoy is hot, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> um, he is very much like image guy. He has a strain of weed that tastes mild but gives severe seizures, and he drinks expensive <laughs> liquor that has to be cut with Sprite because, according to him, it low key tastes like booty. Yeah, and no one's no um no ah I can't think of the word. Damn it! I didn't write that quote down because I thought I'd remember it. But he basically says like not to insult the booty eating community and it's just like i'm sorry what did you just say what are these words constantly coming out of your mouth though yeah yeah but yeah his little bulldog is named barbara streisand because he cares about women because it's been about time and those that actually is not a quote from the movie that was just me and i hate myself now but he doesn't have the tickets I he never had these tickets. Clearly, he just mm-hmm. tried to get these girls here so he could initiate a, like a stoned, drunken orgy with them. We could smoke a little, drink a little, and then maybe we could fuck on each other. Yes, 
Motherfucker. So awful. He's so my favorite. Awful. Oh god damn it. I didn't think you were gonna like him that much. I love him so much. You you would pick a guy from a movie with three female leads. If they wanted me to pick a female, they would have made the females better. I liked every side character more than I liked these three bitches. Oh. I liked the I, subway chick. I liked Mr. Douchey. Mm, I like this fucker. I liked RuPaul. <laughs> Yeah, well, who, who, I mean, everybody likes RuPaul. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, they're very dislikable, but also, I think the thing I like about them is that they felt real, that they were not, like, perfect. Even yeah. Blair, who was supposed to be, like you said, the wet blanket, the, like, goody two-shoes type, was clearly fucking not <laughs> at no. all. And I really like that, that they were not just, like, this stereotype of a person. They were oh. rounded characters. So I appreciate that. Because, yeah, guess what? Women fucking suck. Men fucking yeah. suck. And it's great that they suck in the movie, you know? I would have preferred them to veer into the territory of likable slightly more. Yeah, I get you on that. But they don't want to have a drunken orgy with Mikey, so they leave no. and steal some of his weed and liquor, <laughs> specifically the weed that Beyonce smokes. Shemokes. Yeah, I love that he's like, I would have given it to you, but if you want to live your life in violence, I'm like, oh, come on. Shut up, Mikey. Shut up. He's I'm about trying. to punch you. He he's really is. Yep. <laughs> can't, I mean, you can't blame him. The boy probably doesn't get laid very easily. Actually, no, I take that back. He has a lot of money. He probably does. Never mind. He's got a lot of money, and he was not unattractive. No, he was a cute guy. It's just he talks like that. Yeah. But clearly, some women like that. Um, but yes, they steal the weed and the booze, and they walk out, you know, just drinking their alcohol and smoking their weed on the streets. No problem. I've never been to New York. I don't know what happens in New York. But they bump into Hannah, Nate's cousin, who is Rosario Dawson old yeah. and it's weird she's still beautiful but i had a moment where i was like oh my god that's who you are <laughs> i had a moment where i'm like are rosario dawson and michelle rodriguez not the same age <laughs> <laughs> i didn't look it up but i feel like they are right <laughs> probably that's a good point i'm not sure actually but yeah it was very strange seeing her i think mostly because like Clerks 2 is a movie I watch commonly, so I've, I have that image of her in my head. So, shrug. But yeah. anyway. She <laughs> hides from her because she is a yes. child. Yes. To be fair, if I was going to walk run into, like, that kind of a bitchy woman on the street, I would hide too. She's so passive-aggressive. I, I don't have her. any quotes, but she's the kind of girl who says, wow, you're so brave, you'll wear anything. Yeah, she. I'm pretty... That was almost an exact quote. Because <laughs> she says that they're doing some fucking thing on, like, women who don't care what they look like. Mm. Yeah, and then she rubs her face on um, uh, Jenny's jacket when she finds out that Jenny and Nate broke up, because unlike what Jenny thought, she didn't know. <laughs> um, she rubs her face on her jacket and she goes, oh, it's so crunchy. And I'm like, okay, go away. Go away now. Yeah. I, I, she, like I love the character, though. I didn't like I her. her. Uh -huh. but I think she did a good job being that. She did. I did have a moment where I was like, what was the point of her? 
being in yeah. this. I had I no idea why she was there. Nor did I. I I could have done without it completely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like she didn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Jenny texted her ex, Matt, because mm-hmm. he was working for the event and supposedly could get them tickets. Yep. He does. Yep. But not for her. Nope. Because uh, she wants to rock, paper, scissors the her friends to like see who will have to go to Matt to get the tickets. And Blair's like, no, I'll do it. It's fine. I'll do it. I got it. Because she wants to bone the fuck out of this boy. <laughs> yeah, apparently she has already boned the fuck out of this boy. She and has. she would really like to do it again and I can't yep. blame her. Of course you can Before can't. they start boning, <laughs> they actually have some really good chemistry. Like, it's really palpable. Yeah. And then the second they start fucking, it's just awful. Oh, oh yeah, it's gone. Yep. Well, and it also, there was a couple of things I had problems with here because we were supposed, I think, because of what, like throughout the movie, but even in this, like these couple of scenes here, we are supposed to, I think, think that Matt actually like has a thing for Blair because he's like, I couldn't, I can't stop thinking about that time when we fucked and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And afterwards she says, he says something about like, you're crazy, but I can't, like, stop thinking about you, like, I'm crazy about you, or whatever. Yeah, and I was here for that. I was, but I didn't, I also kind of didn't believe it in the way that, like, not even for them saying, like, fuck you and all that kind of shit to each other, but, like, he, I feel like he could have probably told her that it was GA tickets before, and not, like, okay, now that we fucked, by the way, they're just GA tickets, I couldn't get you better tickets i felt like that part of it made him sleazy even sleazier than i felt like he already kind of was just as a human you know i just felt like it was a weird time for him to say that and i didn't like that yeah but i also kind of got the impression later on that had jenny been willing to sleep with him he would have done it yep oh we'll get there um but yeah I also couldn't be mad at him because this woman is in a relationship with another man. So how much is he really supposed to give a shit about her? Like she's in a relationship. She's not just even just dating a guy. She is in a committed relationship. So after he tells her that they're just general admission tickets, she Mm. says that that was not general admission intercourse, which I'm pretty (laughs) sure means she let him fuck her in the ass. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I'm sorry, what is not general admission intercourse to you? Because if it's general admission intercourse, I would say it's vagina intercourse, maybe mouth. But I don't have an answer to that question because I've never fucked anyone for tickets. So, But but when I do, I'll let you know. (laughs) Or women, we've all fucked people for tickets. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is the end. Um, Welcome to the Millennials at the Movies podcast. We are awful people. Um anyway, uh, the other two girls go to visit Hype who is RuPaul. He yes. is dealing drugs and apparently he has the best weed outside of Beyoncé. Mhm. And he also has a tank of baby sharks. They're so do, cute. Do, 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 do. I hate you so much. That's all I could think of during that scene. Ugh. I didn't even have that song pop into my head during that scene. 
Yeah, this is how you know whether you're a millennial with children or a millennial without children. <laughs> yeah, um, I have sixth graders, and when they used to come to my class two years ago when we were still in school, um, they would sing that, and I legitimately had to ban the song. I was like, I am not kidding. I will send your ass to the office if you sing that song in my class. Like, in I don't, sixth. I won't. In sixth fucking grade, yet yeah, to be annoying. To, to piss me off, because that's the relationship I had with these kids, you know? Okay. <laughs> like, it was my first year teaching. Leave me alone. The point is, they stopped. It worked. And now you're singing it. I will ban that song from our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that power over no, me. No, what am I going to do? Send you to the office? Call your mommy? Podcast canceled. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'll do. Never going to call you again. millennial at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll be great. I'm just sitting here talking to myself about... This movie. I'll just start crying. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, Jenny gets wildly inebriated and reminisces oh. about the first I love you with me. I love that scene so much. It seemed it's real, cute. but it also seemed like consistently during these flashbacks, mm-hmm. he is more invested than she yes. is. It sort yeah. of gives me the idea of why he wouldn't have said, oh, let's just try the long distance thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, so he says he loves her while she is being dorky and adorable and, like, ordering them Chinese food. And he just gets all silent and stares at her and then says, I love you. And then he gets real awkward about it because she doesn't say it back. So makes sense that you would feel awkward. Not that I think she had to say it back it's okay to not say it back you know yes it is if, if you're if you don't feel it um but he is so damn cute with his little like oh no i don't love you i i do love you uh and then he just like starts dancing and shit and it's cute it's it's so cute like that man is not allowed to be all of those varieties of good looking and just sweet <laughs> you know what i mean like he's not allowed yeah, but yeah i don't like that she then follows him into the shower and tells him she loves him because it's like no you don't yeah and she was saying like why didn't i just say it back and it's like because i don't believe you yeah yeah i don't think she loved him then i think eventually she she did love him but i don't think she loved him then no um After the flashback, Erin takes Leah or Jenny into Leah's boutique to get clothes that make her look less like stinky and sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Leah basically completely ignores all of Erin's wishes and tells her that she's forcing her to meet her friends at brunch on Sunday. Not cool. And yeah, Erin yeah, jerking Leah around is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's equally wrong to do this, and it's not likely to get her the result that she's looking for. Yeah. Like, you can't force somebody into something like that. No. Not, and not like, even a little. It, and here's the thing, too, is, like, you just had that conversation, like, hours ago. It wasn't like you have talked to her so long ago, and she made it seem like maybe she would want to do that, and, like, let's talk about it and plan. Like, no, you just planned it. Yeah, it you just planned like, it. It seemed like it was a conversation they had before, too, and she yeah. was adamantly not okay with it every time yeah so saying oh well i'm going to make it easy on you and tell you that we're doing it is mm-hmm. not okay it's one thing to say if you don't do it i'm breaking up with you i don't think it's bad to give an ultimatum when it's yeah. your needs that aren't being met it's another thing to say well i know that you said you didn't want to do it 
but you're gonna do it anyway and i set it up mm-hmm. and if you don't do it you're gonna look like an asshole yep yeah and it's i also feel like leia has met um um I blanked on her name, Aaron's friends in like very casual, they probably went out and then they were also there, those types of situations. And now she is setting up an actual like brunch, like here, meet my girlfriend. And it's like, that always makes things a little more uncomfortable, you know, especially if she doesn't want to do it, obviously. But like, you're forcing her into something and you're making it this like big thing. Maybe just, like, say, hey, the next time we go out, my girlfriends are going to come, too. I think that Aaron would have been a little more comfortable with if you're going to go out and get drinks and your friends are just going to be there, too, and, like, come hang out. Or one at a time. Or some, yeah, something, literally anything. Why does it have to be, like, I think there's she has three friends or something like that. It's just, like, why? Why do you have to do that? Clearly, she's not comfortable with this. Instead of meeting her halfway, you're just forcing her into something she clearly does not want to do. Yeah, they do relationships real wrong in this movie. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Jenny is having another goddamn flashback. Of course she is. About how basically they're having a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were at a work event of Nate's and Jenny has spent all night texting on her phone because her job uh, was trying to contact her. Mm. And... I am curious of whose fault you think this is. Because she's constantly saying, oh, let's go back. I would love to go back. I want to support you and your career, and you don't support me. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't want to support him in his career. And there was even that song earlier where it's like, I'll help you out at your job a little. (laughs) It's like, no, you won't. You won't even put your phone away at his work event. Yeah. I... I have a few feelings about this. Number one, never bring your significant other to a work event. Never, ever fucking do it. I've never done it. I will never fucking do it. It's, maybe that's just me, but they don't mix. They just don't. They do not mix well. I never want to do that, you know? So I don't think they should have been doing that. One, two, if she had work shit to do, she shouldn't have gone. She should have told him like, I'm real sorry. I cannot do this because my job needs me right now too. And it's, I think it's okay to put your job first if that's what's important to you. Um, I also, she's, I didn't write it down, but she says something about like, oh, suddenly you want to like go and have drinks with your coworkers, but you've never done that. Like, why is this something suddenly you want to do? So I, I have no idea what he does. I don't know what this event was. They were getting drinks. I guess. So I don't really think it was that bad if they're just like out getting drinks with his coworkers that she is answering her boss or whoever it is for work related shit. But I think the fact the the reason in my opinion that their fight is such a big fight is because they already hate each other at this point. Yeah. You know, like this has been building. This is something that ha- these are like all those little fights they've had that we don't see built up into this explosion of a fight. Yeah. I don't blame him or her, honestly, for this part of it. I don't, but it does kind of underscore she constantly puts her job over their relationship. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that's wrong because I know that to get ahead, especially if you have a dream career like that, you have to be prioritizing it. Yeah. But to prioritize it over your relationship and then wonder why the other person in that relationship doesn't feel like constantly kowtowing to your career. I don't know. Yeah. 
But my big question in this moment, mm-hmm. are these just the member the memories that she is coming up with as she's like blaming herself for this breakup? So mm-hmm. she's coming up with all of the memories that make it seem like she's at fault. Or is mm. this like indicative of the real way their relationship went? Because That's I'm sure there's plenty of shit that he was doing that wasn't okay, but now he broke up with her and she's heartbroken and she's just sitting here thinking of, well, maybe if I would have told him that I loved him when he told me, maybe if I would have put my phone away and been more present during that work thing, maybe if I would have done this, then Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that about it that way. I thought it was just her remembering how their relationship started off really cute and stuff. And then like, even the I love you thing, like, I don't agree with her saying it when she didn't feel it and stuff. And it didn't seem like she felt it. But like, it was still cute. You know, it was like a cute memory. Um, And then just how when you're with someone for that long, th- the last memories, like the towards the end memories are just really, really shitty. Even if overall you are like, no, my relationship is good. You know what I mean? Like in that moment until it ends, even if you feel like everything was is okay, when you look back, you're like, wow, no, yeah, we fought all the time or we never spoke to each other anymore. You know, like we weren't touching each other anymore. Like none of, nothing was happening. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that's what it was. I really did feel like it was like an explosion of everything that they were both feeling because they started to hate each other. It very well could have been. But I, I also like the idea of it being her blaming herself because that also happens when somebody breaks up with you. Yeah. And instead of thinking of all of the times that it was like, well, you stayed out all night with your friend or mm-hmm. I needed you to be thinking about my job and you wanted to go out and get drinks or all those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. She's thinking, well, this is the thing I did wrong. And this is the thing I did wrong. That No wonder he doesn't want me. Yep. Yep. Well, that's uh, even more heartbreaking. <laughs> Blair finally breaks up with Will and it's too little too late but at least she finally did it and they have this kind of adorable conversation where they both admit that they've been super unhappy together yeah and it's the best chemistry they've had the entire (laughs) yeah I mean okay this man does a you got it dude thing and I was just like honey sweetheart darling you are such a sweet man but why why no one's ever gonna be sexually attracted to you. never actually no somebody's got that kink um <laughs> but I was really happy that when they broke up like he was not heartbroken because that it really could have gone that way where he was still in love with her and he was happy with her and he was really trying to make things work you know but I'm so glad that he felt the same way and was like yeah I almost cheated on you last week <laughs> you know like okay good phew because <laughs> he was a sweetheart I didn't want him to be hurt nor did I yeah um they mm. get all dolled up and mm-hmm. Cute and I love that. I love so much how they were dancing all over the place and like helping each other get dressed. I've literally never done that with a friend. Fuck that shit. But like it was it was cute and it was enjoyable to watch. And my favorite line of the entire movie happens there when they're finally like they've picked out their clothes and then we see like a toad of 
head, I guess, um, shot of them. And uh, Aaron says, I am deeply obsessed with this right now. I was like, yes, that is so good. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, that's a great way to say that rather than like, oh my God, we look so hot, you know? <laughs> they don't, to be fair. She looks hot. Jenny looks she like does. she's trying to be 16. Yeah. And yeah. Blair looks like she's going to a ladies who lunch event. <laughs> I did like um, Jenny's hair pulled back. I think she has a really pretty face. So it was nice to have her hair because she has so much hair. Her hair pulled back like that was cute. It really was. But the dress, it was yeah. weirdly loose and weirdly short. Yep. And it kind of made it look like she had, A, no feminine figure at all, and B, like she was about to go to the mall and buy some jelly bracelets. Cute! Nothing wrong with jelly bracelets. (laughs) (laughs) She seems like she's doing fine, but then she gets triggered literally by a Diet Coke. Yes, that was really stupid. Yeah. The Diet Coke triggering it was really stupid. But... The Selena song was not stupid. No, nothing about Selena's is stupid. Selena's. Um, dude, I felt that so deep in my soul, that scene, where she's just, just standing there like, no, I'm going to sing the song. I can't move right now. I'm like, yes, it's happened to me, though. Like, I won't sing out loud in the store, you know, because people. Um... But, like, that has legitimately happened to me, where a song will play, and I don't care where I am. I'm just like, I guess I'm going to stay in this store now until the song's finished. It's like, you could just go outside of the store and play the song on your phone. Hello, internet. But no, no. It's playing. She's she's paralyzed by grief, and she makes her friends sing along until they all get kicked out of the store. At which point, she's so unhappy that she does Molly on the street during the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to go back real quick and correct what you said. They make Blair sing. Aaron joins. Like, she chooses to join. <laughs> she gives she she gives Jenny a mozzarella stick and she sings into it. And then she, like, sings into something else as well. Free will. Like, she chooses to. And that I think things like that were why Aaron was my favorite character. Like, they all had their faults. I think I connected most, you know this about me, I connected most to Jenny. And that's probably why I like this movie so much. But Aaron, first of all, I'm not a lesbian, but damn, she is hot. And like, everything about her personality, like, I would... I would 100% date that woman. But, like, this character. Like, the woman, too, but I don't know anything about her. But, like, this character I would date. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to tell me you love me. It's cool. Um, But, like, she's awful. She's a horrible person. She does not want to grow up. And she just wants to smoke weed all day. But you know what? She has a job. She's got a good job, too, you know? And she's the least dramatic of all of them, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already too dramatic. I don't need someone else to to be as dramatic. <laughs> but yes, Jenny does Molly on the street cuz that's what you do when your heart's been broken, I guess. And then you go to basically a music festival rave. Yep. Uh these girls are absolute assholes, so they drag Matt for only giving them general admission wristbands to a sold out party at the last minute for free. Yep. 
Yep. Was it free? Was it? Well, they don't know <laughs> she did get them. That's true. She doesn't. Or Honestly, they don't. I mean. mm-hmm. She didn't do it to get them. She did mm-hmm. it because she was very sexually unsatisfied and she mm-hmm. knew he had a good one. Yeah, and like, here's the thing. He's an asshole and that's kind of how you know he's good. So, I mean, I, I know she's already fucked him anyway, so she knows firsthand. But, like, when you're unsatisfied by your man who, you know, quotes fucking Michelle, what, whatever their last name is, from, you know, that show, Full House, thank you, Michelle Tanner, you know that you are not being satisfied or she was not being satisfied at all, probably through that entire relationship. No offense, dude. But then you see a personality like Matt's and you're like, wow, he's an asshole. He's probably a really good lay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, we're awful people. This is why women, women, uh, people don't like women. Um, <laughs> or maybe this movie is. I, don't know. Um, I love this movie. Don't you dare. Okay. Jenny tries to go see Nate because it's the only reason she went there, but the other two won't let her. Mm-hmm. She goes to the bathroom to try and text him, but she winds up dropping her phone <laughs> to the cleanest toilet that has ever been at a music festival where people yes. were. Copious amounts of drugs. Or any public restroom for women. Unless it's like a real expensive like restaurant or hotel or something. No women's restroom toilets are ever fucking clean. You like do not want to pee in a women's restroom. Anywhere. <laughs> but especially one where, yeah, everybody's high. But yes, she drops her toilet in there and then reaches in and takes she it out. Her toilet. Her toilet. <laughs> Yes, that's what she does. Go with it. Um, no, yes, she drops her phone in the toilet. But then she reaches in and grabs it, and a part of me went, I don't know if I would do that. I honestly don't know if I would do that. No. It's like, it's dead anyway. I'm cool. I'm leaving. <laughs> she finally gets her moment of eye contact with Nate, but it really just depresses her more. Yeah. That was I, tough, that scene. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, Matt invites her to the after party, so things are looking up, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand Matt coming back here. Because, like, he just he's just there when she's trying to get some air. And then they have their little thing, and he's trying to be nice to her, and he's like, okay, clearly this girl is fucked up, and she's having a, a moment, and, like, she needs to get out of here. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll just take you to the after party. You should just leave right now. Like, you shouldn't be here. And I actually liked him there. I'm like, wow, you... Like, he was nicer to Jenny there than she he was to Blair at any point. And I honestly thought that he was just inviting her to get Blair to come to the after party. I did, too. And then... And they left. Exactly. Yeah. They left, and then it was just the two of them. And he, like, actually apologizes for, like, being kind of... I don't even know if he was a dick, because we don't really know that full story of what happened. Like, I, I couldn't tell if Jenny and Matt were, like, dating or hooking up or something, and he, like, led her on. He very well could have. He's a dick, clearly. And that was, like, ten years ago, so he was even more of a dick then. You know he was. He um, says that, like, I was yeah. college. Yeah. And, like, and that's fair. I'm not even, like, mad at him for it. I'm just saying he apologizes for it, and he's, like, being really nice to her and everything. He does try and wipe spilled liquor off her tits, and she insists that she's a big girl grown-up and can clean yeah. it up herself. 
Yeah. Considering that she's a 30-year-old woman at a rave hyped up in a Molly <laughs> baby doll dress with an ex-boyfriend, basically the entirety of her and Nate's relationship. Really, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. She blames Matt dumping her for her entire relationship. Okay, but then, but then, like two minutes later, when she's like, "Okay, I have to go do something. I got to go end this. Just tell them I'm going to where I would end this or whatever," and she's going to leave. He, she basically says, um, because he apologized. I think that's when he apologizes or something, and she says, "Don't be sorry. Um, you." You, like, helped me meet Nate. Like, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have met Nate. I'm like, a second ago, you blamed him for everything. And I'm going to blame the Molly for that one. But this girl is mentally unstable. Yes. And she probably already is sober. Actually, no, there's no way to fucking really know that, is there? She is high and drunk this entire movie, including most of the scenes that are flashbacks most yeah. not all some of them the, some of the cute scenes she is not high or drunk as far as we know yeah but matt <laughs> has told her that she should enjoy her broken heart as some kind of like proof that she felt something and it's so cliche and cheesy and i hate it, it. really is yeah same but you know uh, who says I'm, that uh who says that people who have not had their fucking heart broken no, but I honestly think it was less of a, I honestly believe this, and more of a, I have a mentally unstable, completely trashed person here with me. Yeah. I to say whatever I have to say to keep her calm and okay. Also, <laughs> yeah. I want her permission to keep banging the living shit out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Yep, Matt's kind of a dick. Anyway. While this is happening, Blair and Aaron have a huge argument. Blair wants Aaron to grow up and be more mature, both personally and professionally, and Aaron just wants Blair to give up on all of her long-term plans because they're not making her happy. (laughs) Um, Aaron admits she's wrong, but Blair is also wrong, so... Yeah. But she does want to go to a farmer's market. It sounds really nice. And you know what? I'll go with her. I'll go with her to a farmer's market. Fuck you, Blair. You go fuck Matt. Apparently, she <laughs> doesn't want to go to the farmer's market with Blair, though. Uh, this, Yeah, this whole thing was weird to me. I think the structure of it was weird because they're supposed to be looking for Jenny because mm-hmm. she's not stable and she's very high and mm-hmm. she left and they hear that she left and went somewhere with Matt. Uh-huh. And instead of going there, they go to Leah's. And it's like, this couldn't have waited until the morning. This girl's leaving. Yeah. And she's not okay. She's not. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that that was the thing about it that really bothered me. It's like, not only did I not believe Aaron and Leah had a good relationship, or that Aaron really had any love feelings for her. But yeah, it's like, your best friend is really fucked up right now. And you don't know what she's doing. Like, I'm not even saying that they had to think that Matt would have done something, but she's at an after party and Matt's not her fucking babysitter. You have no reason to think that Matt is actually going to take any care of her for any reason. 100% out of the ability to consent Mm -hmm. and in the headspace of consent to anything. Yes. Yeah. And there's no way you should... I don't, there's no way I believe that they would have left her. 
No, but I will remind you, they also did Molly. True. And we know this, and I remember this, because Blair is fucked up. Because <laughs> um, um, they go to Leah's, and yeah. it's awkward. They really only go there so that Aaron can tell Leah that she loves her, and I didn't mm-hmm. need it. Me neither. If this scene were going to happen, I needed Aaron telling Leah that she's been, like, scared of having a relationship and holding back, and that she mm-hmm. doesn't want to push her away anymore. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't have been, I love you. It should have been, I want to meet your friends. You know, maybe she said I love you to distract her so that maybe now for, like, another couple months they can keep fucking and then she doesn't have to meet her friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love you seemed so out of place for where they were and I yeah. was pushing it and pushing it and Blair was pushing it I didn't see it coming I saw I really want to be in this so I will do that brunch thing with your friends yeah yeah I think that would have been a perfect resolution especially because they said they've been dating for four months yes yeah like you don't have to say I love you to somebody after four months like if if you do fine whatever i'm not judging that either i don't know when people fall in love or whatever but like i didn't need it especially for a girl who is clearly having trouble with a relationship and with her emotions in this relationship yeah and that would have been a perfectly reasonable place to put it like not every rom-com ending has to be will you marry me sometimes it just has to be like let's go to this dance or what do you do with New Year's Eve or yeah. something very small. And I think small would have been perfectly fine in this situation. And they I agree. went too big. Yep. I think they thought all the other stuff was so depressing. Yeah. You know, we need like the big love. Yep. But yeah. it, it And they just like pushed it in. Yeah. It didn't feel real to Aaron or Leah at this point. I don't Mm-mm. think Leah's in love with her either. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I feel like if you're going to give me like a happy love ending, it should be in a relationship where I actually have something built and there was nothing built here. No. Like they were good together in what they had, but I didn't think it was that deep. It didn't feel like it. They thought that uh, Blair constantly going, you're in love with her, you're in love with her was going uh-huh. to take the place of them actually showing us her being there. Yeah. Well, Blair knows best. <laughs> no. Uh, Jenny is journaling about how she wants one more kiss and one more day and blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is... I, I started not understanding at this point because we see a lot of, as she's journaling, she, there's a lot of, like, scenes again with her and Nate and then even later I'm kind of jumping to the end here but when she's at the fountain like he shows up and says something like I knew I'd find you here but then that's it because then I think that's when she wakes up and I I honestly couldn't tell anymore if this was like okay she's really high and she's hallucinating everything like hardcore here like little bits and pieces of things or if it really was them having one more laying there together one more kiss one more whatever and then if he actually showed up at the fountain i could not tell i 100 percent believe it didn't not only because one more kiss one more day blah 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 was mm. a depressing maudlin place to be in like, yeah it would be so bittersweet there would be no 
anything there. Yeah. And the fountain thing, I thought, may have happened. Yeah. But it did. Like, he did not come to that fountain and say, I can't live without you. Please take me back. I don't yeah. I long distance. Because if he had said that, he would have done it. <laughs> he, she, I think she, because, like, that was her whole thing. She's like, I need to end this. And I need, like, basically she needed the closure. And maybe just going there and passing out and having that dream of her saying that him saying that to her was the closure of like closure was him not showing up Mm, maybe yeah fuck i gotta say that's that doesn't feel like closure to me that like that's that's worse (laughs) well yeah but hallucinating something isn't closure that's true (laughs) it can be if you really want it to be okay Maybe it was the thing of, like, okay, well, this was our place, and he knows that I'd come here after the whisper I love you thing. Yeah. So, if he loves me, he'll know that he can find me here. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then it's really over. Yeah, maybe. Um, Aaron and Blair are looking for Jenny, uh, except they're Kind of. They're, uh... Aaron is looking for Jenny, and Blair yes. finds Matt, and they immediately go fucking in an unlocked bathroom. Yep. I and- I couldn't, because here's the thing, too. She was just really fucked up a second ago at Leah's, and then they're here, and she's completely fine. So I can't even blame it on the drugs, or the goose, um, that she's just like, oh, well, it's been like an hour and a half since we knew where the fuck, um jenny was she could be dead in a ditch somewhere but that's cool it's fine i'm gonna get laid again yeah, like the last what? person we know saw her is matt here he is am i gonna ask nope nope just take your pants off <laughs> one thing i do love though is mm-hmm. when Erin finds out it's not like a how could you it's like yeah get that dick girl <laughs> yeah i love that she stays there for a while too talking to them <laughs> Just, I love that so much. Yeah, it was things like that that I was like, oh, Aaron, you're wonderful. And even later when Jenny finds out, she's like, oh, that's great. We're coochie cousins, which is not something <laughs> yeah. that anyone should ever say. Anyway. <laughs> okay, like, I liked the support. Yeah, yeah. I love that they weren't catty bitches to each other at all, pretty much, through the whole movie. Even when they were not being good to each other, they weren't being catty. Well, it's not like it was an ex that she was in love with. No, no. It was just some guy in college she wanted to fuck a few times. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Aaron and Blair meet Jenny at the fountain, and mm-hmm. they have, like, a big rehash of everything that already happened in the movie, and they're also super supportive, and it's cute, and this is, like, the best moment of their friendship in the movie, but I'm I'm already done with them, so I don't care. Well, there's also the whole conversation about how they're still going to have their morning phone calls or like Skype calls, I believe, while taking shits. And I'm like, that's far. That's too far for me. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm with Blair. We've known each other for about 900 years now. Yeah. Yep. I won't even. You will never hear me pee either. Like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I cannot have somebody on the phone while I'm peeing. Like, you can't, I don't want you hearing that. It's my, like, that's, that's private time. Can I just have that? 
Yeah, but these girls are also, like, weirdly disgusting, so. Very, yeah. And I believe that girls like that exist. I believe it 100%, that, like, yes. people stay on the phone and take shits with each other. And you know what? Do you. Don't care. Just don't make me do it. I'm with Blair on this one. It's just like, mm no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for not making me. But yeah, they're they're supportive, and I actually like the mindset that Jenny is in. I don't know if I believe it 100%, where she's just like, we loved each other, we still love each other, but like, and like, I'm scared, and that makes sense, that she would be completely blowing everything. I don't even think it's blowing everything out of proportion, because like, it's been a fucking 100 years of a relationship that just ended, that's hard anyway, but like. It's been like two days. It has, yeah, it's like two days, and also everything in her life is changing. She has to leave her friends that she clearly is constantly near to go across the country for a job. And, like, no nobody there, you know? So it's, it is hard, and I, I can understand it. And I really like that she kind of realized that herself, that this wasn't just about Nate. This was about everything's changing, and I'm terrified. Yeah, but I think that's ultimately good for her, especially after this breakup. Yeah. Because once she moves, she's not going to be like, oh, and this is the place where one yes. time we kissed each other in the forehead, and this is the place where he wore a jean jacket. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? If everybody could just like, every time you have a breakup, just like leave that area, that would be so cool. Like that would make things so much easier. Oh yeah. The very last thing that you do as after a breakup is rock, paper, scissors as to who's going to <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I never want it. You can have it. I'm out. Because like, I don't want to be in the place where, because I am that person who will be like, oh, this is the right aid we came to and bought ice cream. It's like, oh, fuck you. What, what the fuck is, and it's like, I will tell my brain, like, who cares? And my brain just doesn't listen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it, it, it is going to be good for her. I think she needs it. But I also really love that they are 30 whatever year old women sitting here and then they see that young girl walking home. It seemed like the walk of shame. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she was like in a tiny little dress, I believe, no jacket, looking miserable. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, no, that that she's like 12. We got to get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, no, I have been there. Like you go, like I used to go to concerts a lot and I'm not talking like raves and shit. I was never into that, but I, I used to go to concerts a lot. And you can't do that anymore. When you're in your 30s, you go to a concert and you're like, this band was cool when I was in my 20s. So, like, surely only 20 um, people who are my age are going to be there. 20-year-olds aren't going to be there anymore because they don't give a shit about, like, I don't know, Panic at the Disco. And you go, it's like, why are they still fucking 18? Why? I was 18 when I used to go to these. Fuck you. Like, you don't get to have my band. <laughs> but, yeah, it feels real awkward and out of place to be in places like that when you're in your 30s. And I really like that they made that little, like, Yep, you're not alone kind of a moment in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and then they they walk all arm in arm, and it's cute, and it was the... Were you going to say something? Uh, no, actually, and then Jenny bombs in the Yes, Because right. she is a messy bitch. <laughs> but she's all right, and she's hungry right after. Um, I... When I first watched this movie, I must have been in a place because when I first watched it, it was totally random and 
I remember like really loving their relationship. It's real different too when you watch a movie and you're just watching it rather than like, okay, and then in this scene, this happens. I really got to think about this character now, you know? So when I watched it the first time, I loved them. I was so invested in them that I legitimately, like when the movie ended, like the, the what you call them comes up, all the names and stuff. I legitimately paused it and was ugly crying because I was like, they didn't end up together. Why? You know, I had like, I, it hit me so hard. And now like, and every time because I've watched this movie like 10 times probably since then, but like every time I've watched it after I'm like, I'm so glad they didn't fucking end up together. I'm so glad that they let this be a real fucking breakup story. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't do the Hollywood, but then they felt they like got back together and he proposed and they decided to move in together. It's like, no, they weren't even living together here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, they were together yeah, for like 10 years now living years, together. Yeah. They together and they weren't on the verge of being engaged and she was looking for jobs elsewhere. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm glad they didn't end up together. And not even because I don't like their relationship. I still think they had a really cute relationship and I was still rooting for Nate and for Jenny. But like... I'm glad. I'm really glad yeah. they didn't end up. I was trying not to judge it like that because not every relationship has to end in like legal contracts. Mm -hmm. But the more you look at it and the more you think about it, you're just kind of like, wow, these people were not attempting to cleanse their lives at all. It felt mm -hmm. like they were just dating yep. the entire time. Yep. Yeah, if you've gone nine years and you are not living together, why? Because, like, they were both living on their own as far as we could tell. Because he says something to her, like, about how he's, she was working late and he was just going to sleep at his place. So, like, I, I meant, like, he's clearly not living with his parents, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he had a roommate, but she didn't ha even have a roommate. And she had a good enough place, like, that somebody else could live there with her. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, their relationship was doomed from the beginning. Yay! <laughs> All relationships are doomed from the beginning. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Goodbye. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. at all surprised that this is what you <laughs> <next>. <laughs> Yep. All right. So with that said, final ratings? Uh, I gave it a 60. Mm, okay. Um, There were definitely some enjoyable scenes. I really liked a lot of the side characters, and I enjoyed the overall plot mm -hmm. but i didn't really like the main characters there were way too many flashbacks and hallucinations <laughs> mm. i'll probably never watch it again but i will listen to the soundtrack yay i gave it 90 i w this is me being good because i've watched this movie many times i love this movie i will watch this movie probably every time i'm in that headspace again which is like i don't know once a month um no probably more often than that but anyway I will watch it I enjoy a lot of it and even though yes their friendships were really fucked at times it was nice to see like and I feel like a, I've never had a friendship like that where like you are literally physically in the same place all the time and up each other's asses constantly you know but I imagine that when that happens you are awful and wonderful to each other <laughs> um so like, I couldn't hate their friendships, even though they weren't great to each other. I didn't need the additional characters, some of them. And I didn't need 
Aaron's love story. I don't think it was necessary. She could have very easily have been like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Or like, no, like, we're just gonna keep it casual. And I think I would have been happier with that. I'm glad Blair broke up with Will. Yeah. And and may he find a kinky person who's into his shit someday. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who wants to hear, you got it, dude, in the bed. Um. Anyway. Uh, no one wants that. <laughs> Someone does. <laughs> well, maybe we'll find one of those people in our movie next time we are doing oh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil from 2011 starring oh. Tyler Lavini and Alan Tudyk I've never heard of this movie before in my life and honestly just based on the title and the time period yeah we might find him somebody in that movie <laughs> I've also never seen it I heard of it about two days ago randomly oh. while trying to search Ash versus Evil Dead Oh no! I have no idea what's <laughs> going on with this movie Oh, this will be a fun ride, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, while I contemplate my life choices, you guys can check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter at Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A M I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is Cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.